We're gonna write a book about everything So many things that we can explore Documented in a series of podcasts I'm not sure what we're doing this for Flight 29's big book of everything Burn all the textbooks cause they're obsolete It's our attempt to rewrite history By making podcasts every other week Hi, I'm Dan and I'm working 9 till 5 I'm Charlie and I'm working until I die And I'm Rich and I'm ah-ah, ah-ah Staying alive, staying alive And this is Flat 29's Big Book of Everything Chapter 37 on work What did you guys want to be uh, as a career when you were growing up? I think either astronaut or rock star. That's pretty cool. Not thinking about combining the two and being an astronaut rock star? That would be amazing, wouldn't it? It would, wouldn't it? I had a phase where I wanted to be a paleontologist. Oh, really? Well, just because dinosaurs are cool, right? Yeah, dinosaurs. And I used to collect rocks and things. Really? Yeah. That's lame. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So when everyone else was saying, oh, I'd like to be an astronaut rock star, you were saying, well, I really like collecting rocks, so I'd just like to do that. <laughs> as a job really <laughs> see a friend of mine's actually an archaeologist and he does that for a living Han takes the mick out of me because I used to subscribe to a magazine called Rocks and Gemstones or something really <laughs> no but I remember when I first came to your house you had all these um I know calcites or whatever they're called yeah but um this was like you had display boxes and every week you got oh, like, the a different rock and or gemstone so it was a part work collection thing and then there was a magazine all about rocks and minerals and gemstones which i to be honest didn't really read i was in it for the rocks this is amazing i didn't realize that you had this uh, yeah it was a secret (laughs) rock thing and i can't really live it down now did you ever visit one of those career advisors at school did they say oh what do you like doing well rocks you like rocks all right well maybe you should be a rock star for example (laughs) what did they say well i went to the school of hard knocks so they didn't give me any help with my career no you went to the (laughs) school of hard rocks didn't you (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) quite similar but uh, all the classrooms were made out of granite (laughs) we had kind of two big sort of careers thing there was one where like a careers advisor from the council came in to talk to you and there was this database and she went what are you interested in and you told her yeah. and then she completely ignored that printed out some mm. stuff about the armoured forces and handed it to you from this <laughs> database that's how you recruit people to the army that's dodgy oh so you really like creative writing oh you should join the army yeah, was, that was literally how it went it's like well, so what are you studying and it's like oh I'm doing you know history and English and maths and I go oh, the army was in history there were wars happened in the past and they involved numbers and talking <laughs> yeah and it's just like what is wrong with you and then the other thing we did was, um, you know, those psychometric testing things that you do. Yeah. Well, not, not psychometric tests, but the kind of the multiple choice ones where they ask yeah. you the same question about five right. times and you tick a box. Oh, yeah. Personality profilers. Yeah. Do you yeah. like going into deserts with big guns? <laughs> yeah, because it's that. And I always have a problem with these because they kind of go, do you like rocks? And you go, no. And then it comes to the next one. It's like, do you like going outside and scaling large rocks? And you go, no. 
Were you at the School of Hard Rocks as well, Charlie? Say you're outside and you had uh, a hammer and a rock, would you be interested? And you go, look, question one was about rocks. It was no, why are any of the rest of these going to be? I mean, I'm not going to change it to yes just because you've asked me 17 times. And then at the end they told me that I was too negative and they couldn't possibly give me a result. <laughs> so your, your career then was chosen as a misanthrope? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what I'm learning from this is quite how rock-heavy the national curriculum seems to be because both of you have been talking a lot about rocks today. It's all about working outdoors and or liking rocks. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Well, when I was younger, I wanted to be a vet. I thought that would be good. I thought I really like animals. Do you? <laughs> and then I did one of those same things, Charlie, one of those kind of quiz type things. And uh, they asked all the questions about being on outdoors. I was like, oh, no, I don't want to work outdoors. No way. Do you like sort of blood? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> Do you want to stick your arm inside a cow? When you kind of went, no, I'm good. <laughs> Definitely not. But I just want to be a vet. <laughs> and then, obviously, then the results came back and it said I was put off by one all the stuff I didn't want to do which was the whole encompassing of being a vet I didn't want to do any of it and two he had to get really high grades so I decided no thank you You'd rather settle for mediocrity and something else exactly <laughs> settle for mediocrity I use those exact words we got instructions for an Ikea bed in our big book of a recipe to make bread in our big book of we got the deeds to the sun in our big book of and naked pictures of your mum in our big book of everything uh. Now, certainly at one time or another, all of us have worked in office jobs, correct? Yes. Correct. You work at an office job right now, don't you, Rich? I do. I fax, <laughs> I email. Don't you work in HR, Rich? Yeah, but sometimes I have to fax. This might be slightly shattering the illusions of uh, Flat 29 listeners who think that we make enough money off this to live. <laughs> we don't, not by, not by <laughs> not a long shot. Close. So <laughs> we all have day jobs, and certainly uh, in the office we have been at one time or another. Have you got any tips for making office work more enjoyable? Because it can be a bit of a slog. How do you get through the office day? I like to combine photocopying things with yep. walking out of the office and doing something else. Right. So how does that work? So I do a photocopy of something and then I go and collect it and then walk out of the office. <laughs> what, just leave? It's like a reason to get up. Yeah. How long do you stay away for? Just as long as it takes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I'm explaining it very well. Not at all. <laughs> I think I get the idea, though. I think you're you're looking for an excuse to get up out of your seat and do something else, yeah? Yeah. What I used to do, and nowadays is surely uh, completely ubiquitous, is I when I did work in office, used to go to the toilet and then go on my phone for just yeah, like five minutes. Yeah, I do that minutes. all the time. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone <laughs> does now. In the days of smartphones, yeah. you know, everyone's shitting and texting. <laughs> they are. I like to think that I was kind of an uh, an originator because I was doing it before smartphones when you couldn't do shit all on your phone. You just had to, uh, you know, read through old messages and play Snake 2. <laughs> so I would do that. Nowadays, you can spend a, ho- a good day on the loo if you wanted. I think some people really, really enjoy having a shit on office time. Because it's like... <laughs> this one's on you, the man. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's like free time. You're making time back, aren't you? It's something you don't have to do when you're off the clock. Paid defecation <laughs> that's nice and that's probably the best thing you could get paid the for. best thing it is isn't it is you're it? right i don't know yeah one of the best things well what else while you're not in the loo what what other kind of progress procrastination tactics do you have at 
work just to make the day go a bit quicker i like to assault the jelly thing on my mouse mat nice like the wrist thing yeah i like stab it with a pen nice and then once i pierced (laughs) its skin i mess around with the jelly stuff inside oh that's (laughs) terrible which sounds barbaric but when you know it's about a mouse mat well to any uh office workers out there what advice would you give them to help them through their sometimes let's face it tedious days i quite often look for blunt objects to smash myself in the face with to help relieve the boredom maybe they could do that self-mutilation yeah. good advice well, just something yeah just injure yourself you just gotta feel something <laughs> to break your arms that's right just to, was that jelly is that just to feel something yeah i get so <laughs> bored that's all i want <laughs> just go to your colleague and say punch me in the face i just want to feel anything <laughs> What about go and print some things again and then feel how warm they are (laughs) when they come out? Or do lots of photocopying and feel the warmth of all the fresh paper? That is nice. You Mm. could get a pool table, just everyone called pool on one table. (laughs) It's a talking point. (laughs) This is the pool table. And that'll be funny, you know. It'll be good for, like, you know, advertisements for jobs. Come and work with us, we've got a pool table. Yeah. A pool table, yeah, pool table. (laughs) Yeah. And then when they get there... They're like, like, where's the pool table? And, like, three blokes on one table go, hello, because they're (laughs) right here. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. (laughs) Have a meeting. (laughs) Because meetings, you can just have a chat and not really do anything. That's what meetings are. Instead of meetings and make lots of cups of tea. And then make them overrun. God, looks like we're going to have to get a takeaway in, guys. We're going to be here all night thrashing out these numbers. Right, Paul? (laughs) A quote from the meeting. (laughs) What about get some sharp crisps, feed them to your co-worker (laughs) so that they almost choke and then have to run them to hospital? (laughs) That'll take up loads of time. (laughs) Bully and harass a team member... And then um, spend all your time going on welfare visits. <laughs> Psychologically damage your colleagues and then set yourself up as an uh, amateur psychiatrist to help get them better again. Yeah. That's fun. That's quite a good idea, actually. I, I think I've made a start on that. <laughs> the other day I managed to get an excuse for me to actually have Facebook access at work. I can't remember what it was, but it was a very, very flimsy excuse. Was it to like your boss? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no. I'm not Facebook friends with him. Excuse me, boss. I've got an important uh, assignment I need to do. I need to like you. Uh, I don't know whether this will sway the promotion or anything, but I have liked you on Facebook. Can I have a gigabyte of your sandwich? I've loaded to my stomach, if you please. Can I have effects on me in this podcast? <laughs> At what point would Just you like all them? the way through? What kind of effect? Just something to give me a bit more edge. <laughs> kind of a bit of a like what delay? Slap back delay? Yeah. 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 Okay. And chorus. And chorus. Okay. So it sounds like there's eight of you. And an exciter. <laughs> no, you're not having an exciter. <laughs> okay. Forget about it. <laughs> I pushed him too hard. <laughs> It's time for another Flat 29 hit A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit Damn girl, you're looking flat 20 fine But when we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes When we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're eating breakfast, dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're in the bath, dropping flat 20 rhymes Now on this podcast 
That's When He Rhymes is the section where, in each chapter, we make a brand new song about the topic. For this chapter, uh, we have all worked on a song, which is about ladies with chores, or as I like to call them, cuties with duties. It's nice. <laughs> the thing is, ladies are getting more busy. <laughs> Their schedules are getting fuller and fuller. And that's bad for the business. <laughs> the business of life. <laughs> the business of love. <laughs> and so, what all of that rambling means is that we've done a song called Dutiful Ladies, which is all about ladies who just are too involved with their work to have any time for poor us. This is Dutiful Ladies by Flat29, featuring the amazing sexy voice of Christmas Lester from Power Salad. This one goes out to all the ladies working hard for a living. All the ladies heavily involved in some kind of hobby or music class. We were wondering if you could fit us into your busy schedules. Cause we love you, dutiful ladies. This one's for you. I met my dream girl working at the bakery. Whenever she was on the till, I'd stop and buy a cake of free. What did she make of me? I had to wait and see. This girl was committed to the art of serving cake and tea. I wrote my number on a slice of flan and inquired whether she liked to share a gingerbread man. She said, I really loved it, but I gotta clean the grill and disinfect the surfaces and then cash up the till. And you don't wanna be with a pastry chef. Monday. 
Pottery class. Uh, well, what are you doing in late July? That sounds important. Uh, could you pencil me in toward the beginning of next year? How about I call your PA? Do you think that we need to go on a team-building exercise as Flat 29? Yeah, I think we should go on more of these things. (laughs) Yeah, because um, in the office sometimes, uh, to boost office morale, if you're just sitting around um, spending most of your time on the loo and the rest of your time pretending to photocopy documents, then morale could be quite low. So offices sometimes send people away on, like, trips paintballing to, you know, encourage teamwork, bond as a team. We should probably be doing that, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should. We could start our own, like, open-top bus tours of somewhere. But somewhere dangerous. Yeah. Uh, how about the Sahara Desert? Nottingham. Nah, that's not dangerous. <laughs> Nottingham is. What about the surface of the sun? What about labyrinth? A labyrinth. What, the film? Yeah, or just any labyrinth. <laughs> just any labyrinth. Where would you likely to find a labyrinth? In the labyrinth. Yeah, but if you're on an open-top bus tour of a labyrinth, you can see the walls. You'll be able to find, do it easily. Lava to the left. Lava to the right. Is Here there, I am. Not, is there lava? In Here I am, stuck in the middle on an open-top bus tour. <laughs> is is a labyrinth got lava in it? Not necessarily. Uh, it depends on the labyrinth, Rich. Okay. I don't like this idea anymore. It's got a minotaur in it. Is that essential? Like, is that for kids? <laughs> no. <laughs> so what we've got to do is try and get the bus through the labyrinth. Are we going to have the battered corpse of Icarus in there as well? <laughs> we've got to avoid the battered corpse of Icarus. Uh, we've got to try and get through the labyrinth, not letting the open top bus tour full of tourists fall into the lava. But we've also got to provide an interesting historical view <laughs> on the labyrinth. And then at the end, slay the minotaur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that, sound, that sounds solid. Let's do that. Okay. Well, what else could we do then? We've slayed the Minotaur, but we're still not quite bonded as a team. What else could we do? We could invade a country. Oh, good idea. Which country, though? Like Lapland or something? Is that a Just a small one. Yeah, Lapland. We could invade Santa, because then it would be less controversial. Yeah. He's only got elves. We can probably deck him. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best way to invade Santa is to deck the halls with bells of holly. (laughs) (laughs) Deck the elves with (laughs) bells of punches. So should we deck the elves... We just deck the elves, basically. Should we kick him in the bowels? <laughs> Do you know what? I think part of me would feel bad about it, but part of me would feel good about decking the elves. <laughs> Sorry. So we're going to get in there, deck the elves with bowels of holly. The, uh, the final scene will be that we'll have a game of... Yahtzee. Or Yahtzee with, um, yep. with Santa. Santa. And whoever, right. you know, throws all the sixes down at once yeah. wins. Okay. And gets to invade the Lapland. That's a good idea. It could take a while, though, if you're going for an all-six Yahtzee. And I don't think the elves would like the fact that their future <laughs> is being decided by the throw of a dice. I don't think they'd like it, but they, they'd be decked by then. So they're not going to put out much tree. of a fight. I think there'll be no need to pass it through the trade unions because... <laughs> we'll deck the unions. Do you think the elves have trade unions? They must do. They have elf unions. Yeah. Charlie's going to make his National Elf Service joke again. I can just feel it. <laughs> no, hadn't, hadn't even on, thought Charlie. of that. No, I hadn't thought... Go I hadn't on, Charlie. It. No. Say it. Just say it. I want to feel something. <laughs> Charlie, I just, I just want to feel anything. How do the elves get their medical treatment, Charlie? Say it. Well, they're kind of magic, so I guess they don't fall ill. <laughs> oh, Charlie. <laughs> do you think the psychological effects of all the elves we've decked 
is really going <laughs> to help with this whole team building thing. Do you mean the psychological effect on us? Well, we yeah. might get some good flashbacks. Yeah. You know, group, group flashbacks from it. <laughs> it might be harrowing, mightn't it? Yeah. But that's a bonding, isn't it? A shared harrowing experience will help bond us <laughs> together, won't it? <laughs> that's a really good point, Charlie. We'll come through a terrible experience together and it'll make us stronger as a team. We might be haunted by elves for the rest of our lives. <laughs> well, we're not going to kill them, are we? We're just going to deck them. Oh, okay. Come on. I, th- I had a different idea. <laughs> oh, you were going to kill them? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad we've talked about this beforehand. If we're just up there giving a cheeky beating and then Richard's just knifing them to death. A cheeky beating. Okay. Well, we'll just beat them up slightly. I'm all right with that. All right. Well, I'll see you guys in Lapland. Let's deck some elves. Yeah. Who's been getting in touch with us? Let's look at the letters page. Let's see who's been getting in touch with us. In the last couple of weeks since our previous podcast, uh, firstly, I would like to point you in the direction of an amazing uh, illustration that was sent in by listener, and I can only quote her by her DeviantArt username, which is XXLolsGirlXX. Charlie, how do you feel about that as a username? It's not great, is it? (laughs) (laughs) It's very nice. She's a lovely uh, young lady, and she has done for us an amazing uh, illustration of the prostitute slash cashier uh, who we talked about in our episode on crime shouting what's the matter don't you like fun (laughs) while scanning through some apples and it is very very good have a look at that it will be linked from our website go to flat29.com slash podcast click on chapters and you'll see it in the extras for the crime chapter Uh, we also got an email in from listener ken on the subject of crime and he said hi guys I did not get a chance to listen to episode 35 about crime until last Friday and was initially concerned about Charlie's challenge to commit five crimes in a week until I realised that I committed seven crimes that day. They ranged from speeding and using a cell phone while driving a car, littering, jaywalking, placing bananas on a scale at a store self-checkout so the weight reads slightly less than it should, public drunkenness at a science fiction convention and indecent exposure as I took a whiz on bushes next to the fourth tee on a golf course earlier in the day. <laughs> That's an impressive range of crime. I'm very proud that we've got such criminal listeners. I think he should be on the podcast. What, instead of Charlie? What do you think about that, Charlie? Well, he just got his into a day, whereas I spread mine out over a week because I was busy. I mean, talking on a cell phone whilst driving, I mean, I don't even condone that, so I don't think that's acceptable. Well, I think we need someone who's edgy. Yeah, we do. Someone to appeal to the kids. Because we're too safe. Yeah. Um, Well, that's nice. Thank you very much for that, uh, listener Ken, and may your crimes continue. We've also got in over the past few weeks a number of new job applications for roles within the Flat29 enterprise. This is very good for our podcast on work. We should be recruiting yet more people to our diverse staff. Let's take a look at our first job application. Name. Andy. Role. Stalker. Reasons for application. I see you while you're sleeping. I know when you're awake. I know when you've been bad or good. So be good, for goodness sake. National insurance number. Ho, ho, ho. I think that's going to be H0, 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 maybe. True. I think Santa's come on to us already. That's not the right language. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he heard about us planning to deck the elves, (laughs) and now he's done like a reconnaissance job application. You know, we only talked about it a few minutes ago. Suddenly Santa's on his game. Yeah. He really does know when you've been bad or good doesn't he mm. he knew that we were planning to deck those elves but yeah. what i want to know is 
is that a serious enough crime for you not to receive presents at Christmas? <laughs> Just thinking about decking an owl. Yeah, because we haven't, crucially, we haven't done it yet. If Santa's no. threatening us now, this is kind of preemptive action. That's not on, is it? No, not really. So how does Santa know when you're sleeping? Does he get some kind of pop-up alert on his uh, computer there? He must have his people who keep an eye out for him. Like, one person would be the Minotaur. Yeah. He needs his spies, doesn't he? Yeah. The Minotaur. Yeah, 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 exactly. Who else are his helpers? <laughs> well, Andy's... Hitler was one of his helpers, but <laughs> he died, eventually. <laughs> Why was Hitler Santa's helper? Well, sometimes Santa's helpers go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because all he was supposed to do was check when people were sleeping, when they were awake, he, or whether they were bad or good. And he did a lot more than that <laughs> yeah. in really quite a bad yeah, way. He did. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was yeah. bad, wasn't he? I mean, that's. Well, are we going to appoint listener Andy, aka Santa? We need to keep him on side because we don't know who his current helpers are. Exactly. All right. Well, well done, uh, listener Andy. You are hired because of your threatening application. <laughs> Let's have a look at another application. Name Alex Snowball Role Wild Bushman Reasons for application I'm the man you need without a doubt Not only have I read all of Ray Mears' books But I actually live under a rock on a moor I am the man with the wildlife plans You need me I think this is the Minotaur under a pseudonym (laughs) It's a decoy Yeah (laughs) So all of these have come in from evil helpers of Santa's I dread to think who the next one's going to be from Maybe he could help us get inside Santa's secret lair Maybe We could find out some of the elves' weaknesses Before we deck them (laughs) Yeah And that's why we need Alex Snowball (laughs) Wild Bushman Minotaur Okay Well well done Alex, you're hired Our final uh, email comes in from listener Hitler no no it doesn't no (laughs) our final job application goes as follows name Savannah role official ninja reasons for application error all data on this person appears to have been mysteriously destroyed certain crucial internet information pathways appear to have somehow been cut using a shuriken oh now this is a very mysterious application Mm. what do you think about that well it's uh, lovely, isn't it? <laughs> I think she's. It is lovely. <laughs> There's no questioning that it's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> that is lovely work, isn't ninja. That lovely? This is absolutely it's lovely. A lovely official ninja. I think because Savannah's an official ninja, that wins me over. When you're decking elves. You need a ninja. You don't want a counterfeit ninja on your side. You want a ninja you know is not going to back down. You want a ninja you can trust. Yeah, you do. We've got into a horrible war with Santa now as to... I know, I don't know what's happened. Yeah. There's going to be preemptive strikes on both sides. So oh. early in the year for this. Yeah, well, it's halfway through the year sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. We can build an army up over the next six months. Attack Santa's fortress at Christmas when he's out. Yeah, we're going to storm the castle. And unfortunately, all the children of the world will become depressed. And we could become psychologists <laughs> to make some money out of it. This is a very convoluted way of making some money. I think the official ninja is going to be a boon, but also maybe at the very last minute she could turn on she us. She could turn on us and deck us. <laughs>
<laughs> and take all those psychologist riches for herself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we'll keep an eye out on her. Maybe we need to employ another ninja to watch the ninja. <laughs> yeah, and that's an endless circle. And that's an endless circle. So, if you would like to apply for a role in the Flat 29 staff slash uh, Christmas army, then go to flat29.com slash vacancies and uh, have a look at the application form there. The following section was submitted as an idea from Rich. I already turned down How Do We Make Work More Sexy. We've done that before, I'm sure. So his second idea was simply, Do You Care About Work? Rich, when you submitted that as an idea for a talking <laughs> point, what were you imagining we would talk about? I'm not sure, but I just... Some people really care about work, don't they? Yeah. I don't care about work. <laughs> what do you care about? I don't know. I care about what I do in my spare time. I don't care about work. Right. Who cares about work? What if what you do in your spare time was your job? Would you care about it then? Um, I didn't think of that. I don't care. If you were a space rock star and you loved it, you'd care about your work then, wouldn't you? Depends what you mean by care. Well, it depends what you mean by care. Depends what you mean by care. (laughs) I've got this sort of reckless attitude. I don't care about work. Yeah. Any kind of work, even work I enjoy. I don't care about it. (laughs) Ultimately, there's no work that's fun. That's a really big claim. When it comes down to it at the end of the day. I don't think that's true. I quite enjoy my work, it's alright. No. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. All right. I'm sorry. No, I mean... No one likes their whole job, I bet you. Even the uh, astronaut rock star probably has to fill in some paperwork at some point. Yeah, and he probably no, doesn't enjoy it. But when he's out there playing a gig to some planets, he's probably having the time of his life. True. So there, maybe there are elements of your job that you uh, don't like, but when you're out there hugging a bit of newly printed paper, you're absolutely in your element. That's true. Yeah. Yeah? But I don't care about it. <laughs> so you're treating that piece of paper like a kind of common whore. <laughs> I don't care about it, but I'm going to fuck it. Being quite flippant. <laughs> All right, Richard, how about this? You never have to work again. What would you do with your days? Um, Do some work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. If It would be boring if you did nothing. Yeah. I think. Maybe, like, if I had an iPad, oh. I would do more <laughs> <laughs> that would be the answer to all of your problems. No, I wouldn't. It really wouldn't. <laughs> I'd just go on some walks. Yeah, on the walk. Well, I think Rich kind of has a point, because I always used to think, you know, growing up, that I would care about my work. But yeah. the more work I do, the less I care. <laughs> Problem is, we're obviously not doing jobs at the moment. This has just turned into, like, Trisha or something, We're, hasn't we're it? having a kind of crisis <laughs> yeah. in this section, aren't Basically, we? Yeah, go on. we're not... We don't particularly enjoy our jobs but and maybe dan does a job that he enjoys right i'm trying to say ultimately somewhere deep down in the psyche (laughs) that no one cares about jobs if if you don't have to work then you can start caring about what it is that you do but if you have to work to get paid then you don't really give a shit because you at half time just end up doing something to just get money not because you enjoy the job it's a good point i mean i'm playing sort of devil's advocate here i'm not being a penis dan (laughs) (laughs) that's what playing devil's advocate is really yeah 
Yeah, I'm being a dick to try and make you argue. <laughs> I should write a self-help book, shouldn't I? How to change your life without work. Is it called No One Cares About Your Job? Yeah, it's called No One Cares About Work. Right. And the first step is to get rid of work. Yeah. So if you're working, stop. So how are you gonna are you gonna live off the land? No, you're gonna first thing you do is you have to unlike your boss. <laughs> Second thing don't worry about practicalities. Right, okay, I'm, I've stopped. Now what? <laughs> yeah, now you're there. All oh, right. <laughs> That's a very short book, Rich. Yeah, I know. It's gonna, it's gonna have to be in really big print. Having read the dust sleeve, as it were, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not sure I want to get a copy I'll anymore. I'll bulk it out with pictures, diagrams, <laughs> um, and cr- word searches. Oh, so it's like every management book ever? Yeah. <laughs> 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 who, who has a word search in a self-help book? <laughs> it's to get you thinking and get your mind warmed up, Dan. Makes perfect sense. Just imagine these kind of so you know you've suffered uh, childhood trauma, self-help books, and then in the middle there's a load of word searches. It just doesn't quite fit the tone. Maybe a Sudoku. You know when you go to W. H. Smith in the train station and they've got loads of Sudoku books. They're self-help books. <laughs> yeah, aren't they? or they were books by like legitimate authors who completely lost any content. So like ah oh, Sudoku. <laughs> fill it out a bit <laughs> if you actually look at the contents page there's a start of a novel <laughs> I'll forget it <laughs> yeah. have a shitload of Sudoku yeah. so how about this as, a, as guidance instead of going to work unlike your boss quit your job and just get some really good Sudoku books that'll keep you yeah. busy until this sweet release of death well you could just have breakfast and read a paper Yeah. I would love to have time to sit and read the paper whilst I have breakfast yeah, it'd be, be nice. nice should we retire let's retire <laughs> I think that's really what we're aiming for towards here, isn't it? <laughs> Let's retire now. No pain, no gain. It's <laughs> not the attitude we're going for. No, we're going with no pain, uh, but lots of gain. No pain, maximum gain. Yeah, that's uh, chapter two of Rich's self-help book. Yeah. Just Sudoku's, though. Don't bother reading it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have to have many pages, and I could make the Sudoku's progressively harder, and it would <laughs> yeah, take people ages. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just describing any Sudoku book. That is what happens, isn't it? Yeah, but usually they're quite thick. I don't want to spend that much money. Because I'm, I'm not working. <laughs> no, true. <laughs> All right, well... <laughs> and, like, eggs are quite cheap. Um, eggs? Yeah. <laughs> Why eggs? You live on eggs. Steal a chicken. <laughs> you could live on eggs and baked beans. Yeah. What are we having for dinner today? <laughs> Well, we're going to read the paper, have some eggs. Do a sudoku. <laughs> and then go to bed. Isn't that just like old people's existence? Yeah, basically. I can't wait. <laughs> when I'm standing on the side of a hill, then I'm on the walk. And my drink starts to spill, because I'm on the walk. I'm only wearing one shoe when I'm on the walk. And if you want to try, just lean to one side. Because everybody loves a queen show presenter. When they're positioned off centre. So get out your protractors, kids. It's time to go on the wonk. On the wonk is our work in progress quiz show in which uh, contestants answer questions to try and gain control of the wonk. When they answer a question correctly, the wonk is transported 50% in their direction. If they get it wrong, 50% back in the other direction. It's time for On the Wonk. Because everybody loves a quiz show presenter when they're positioned off centre. 
So get out your protractors, kids. It's time to go on the wonk. For this week's On The Wonk, our regular contestants, Rich and Charlie, are joined by two guest contestants. First, from the Milk Bar podcast, we have Jason Forrest. Hello, Jason. Hello. Have you? Are you aware of the quiz show On The Wonk? I have heard one episode. I'm a little bit behind with my listening due to international travel recently. But uh, I, uh, I I do love the, uh, the entire concept and feel honoured to be part of the show. Oh, good. Do you feel in any way wonky at all? Not at the moment, but that makes come on over time <laughs> that's very good you're going into it with an open wonk oh yes our second contestant is one of the creators of the quiz show on the wonk it is my brother tristan pate hello tristan hello nice to be back hi um you filled in for me on chapter 34 literature and that was when you created uh, the quiz show on the wonk with rich and charlie could you ever have dreamed that it would turn into <laughs> the amazing successful quiz it's turned into today it's unbelievable i feel like like Ricky Gervais transporting the office to America and then just watching it, you know, become completely out of his control over the world. That's good. It's You've just got to let it go out there, I suppose, and let it do its good work. Exactly. But how wonky are you feeling right now? Well, I've um, put a yellow pages underneath the front two feet of my chest. I'm sort of slightly leaning back. That is a good place to be. This week's On The Wonk are questions relating to the world of work. I have some interview questions, some of which are real interview questions which have really been asked in genuine interviews. Some of them, however, I have simply made up. You have to guess whether these are genuine interview questions or genuine bullshit. Do we all understand the rules? We do. I do. I'm going to flip a coin. Uh, Jason, can I have heads or tails? Heads, please. Heads, Jason, you are with Charlie. Here we go. Oh. (laughs) It's tails, I'm afraid. It is tails. So, Jason, you are with Rich. Tristan, you are with Charlie. Hey! It's time to play On The Wonk. So get out your protractors, kids. It's time to go on The Wonk. First question is to Rich and Jason. Is this a real interview question or did I make it up? How many basketballs can you fit in this room? That's a tricky one. Uh, <laughs> Bloody hell. Maybe it, was, it could have been at Sports Direct and they're trying to go for someone who's good at storage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're taking it very literally and I like that. I got asked at an interview once, how many balls can you fit in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> you got that job then. <laughs> Needless to say, <laughs> I took the job. What do you think, Jason? I, I think it, it, it sounds too wrong to be wrong, doesn't it? All right, we'll say we'll say true. Okay, the answer is it's true. Yes. You're absolutely right. That question reportedly asked in an interview for the company Google uh, for their <laughs> basketball storage division. <laughs> so we wonk fifty percent in the direction of Rich and Jason. Whoa! Whoa! Next question is for Tristan and Charlie. Rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 how weird you are. Oh. What do you think about that, Charlie? You've carved out a successful career for yourself. Yeah. Ever come across anything like that? It's possible, I suppose. Yeah. I remember once applying for a job in a scream pub. They were this kind of student pubs and they had loads of questions in the form like, Marmite, a force for evil? Discuss. So it sounds like the kind oh, of kooky, really horrible, trying to be kooky questions that they, yeah. you know, that they put it, on. It does, doesn't it? I think it might be a real question. Yeah. Should we go for it? Let's go for it's a real question. <laughs> well, the answer is... 
It is true. You're absolutely right. That was reportedly asked in an interview from the company Capital One, who make credit cards. What? When it comes to finance, I'm insane. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to keeping hold of people's important records, I'm crazy. <laughs> so we wonk 50% back in the direction of Tristan and Charlie. Right back into the middle. Whoa! Rich and Jason, your next question. Okay. If a baby was claimed equally by two mothers, how would you resolve this dispute? Oh. You'd, you'd check who'd given birth to it. I think it's a fairly good start. Yeah, I do I do a quick DNA check. How can you do a quick DNA check what, um, on the spot? Quick swab. Quick swab. Maybe if I was an experienced nurse, I could just tell from the swab. <laughs> Don't even need to send it in for testing. <laughs> what, you just look at a vaginal swab and be like, oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this has got weird. What do you think, Jason? Well, I'm thinking that, again, this is utterly ludicrous, so it could be true, but... No, that, no interviewer who's going to remain in a job would seriously ask that question. Should we say false, I think? I think we should. For the sake of humanity, we'll say <laughs> <Okay>. it's false. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the answer is... You are right, yes. it is false. Well done. Uh, we wonk back over to uh, Rich and Jason's direction. Whoa! Whoa! Charlie and Tristan, your next question. How are M&M's made? Bloody hell. I mean, I guess that's important if you work for M&M's. I can usually spot Dan's made-up ones a mile away, but he's being crafty. Well, see, because I reckon Dan really likes M&M's, so when he was thinking of questions, he's probably got some <laughs> lying about and gone, that would be a good question. <laughs> you think I was just looking around my room, basically. Well, <laughs> to be honest, Dan, I've seen how you write these things, so yes. <laughs> if it is made up, he does actually want to know the answer to it. <laughs> well, I want to know the answer to it now as well. <laughs> I'm indifferent, but I think we should say that it's false, then. Are we agreed? Yeah, let's say it's false. Okay, the answer is... It's true, oh. I'm afraid. That was asked by the company US Bank. Because you got it wrong, it works even further, 100% towards Rich and Jason. Whoa! Whoa! We've got two more questions left, one question each. For our final questions, uh, you have a super wonk bonus. If you get the question right, it wonks 100% in your direction. But if you get it wrong, it is 100% all the way back in the other direction. So we're doubling the stakes this time. All right? Wow. Final question for you guys. How much money did you deserve to make last year? Oh, that does sound like something you'd get, like Alan Sugar, he'd be like... He'd probably you know, fire you anyway. He'd probably fire you anyway. Jason, what do you think? Do you think it could be true? I, I'm leaning to that it's true, but... Me too, it sounds like way too sensible a question to come from the mind of Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but then may, it, maybe it, that's the curveball. Oh! Could that be a curveball? <laughs> MZ had whilst he was writing the rest of this quiz, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. And what colour they were, maybe. Isn't there like a blue one that makes you go nuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not au fait with M&M's. Um, There's a blue one that makes me go nuts. <laughs> yeah, but this guy in the States, uh, this is completely off topic, but I bought some uh, little chocolate buttons that were designed for making sweets with, and you melt them down to make comedy sweets. And the blue ones, actually, this has a warning on there, not suitable for children, may cause hyperactivity. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just making generations of kids going nuts. <laughs> blue is supposed to be a naturally calming colour, so they're blue in hospitals and things like that. Yeah. We are getting slightly off topic. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Do you think that it's true or false? 
Um, I'm tell- I think we ought to go true, don't you? Yeah, we'll say it's true and hope it's not a red herring. Okay. The an- or a blue herring. <laughs> okay. The answer is... <laughs> It's false, I'm afraid. Oh, you are no. wrong. That was a blue herring. I made it up. Oh. Unlucky. So, we super wonk all the way back to the middle. <laughs> Final question is to Charlie and Tristan. Now, if you get this right, you've won. If you get it wrong, you've totally, totally lost. So everything to play for on this final okay, question. Okay. What would you do if you just inherited a pizzeria from your uncle? <laughs> I'd use it as a front for the mafia. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I think my first question would be, is it franchised or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but is it true or false, Charlie? I don't have the answers. <laughs> is it true or false? Um, I reckon it's I reckon it's a real question. I sort of lack an opinion on this, I'm afraid. I think probably yeah let's go for it let's go for it we reckon that's a real question Dan you reckon that's a real one okay the answer is it's true you're absolutely right Uh, that's a real question so we wonk all the way over 100% towards Tristan and Charlie so congratulations to Tristan and Charlie Uh, you are today's wonk winners how do you feel Wonky. All right. How's it going on the left side? Feels pretty cosy up in here. I don't like it over here. I was much happier when we were over there. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I feel, Jason, I feel like I want to drive a Volkswagen into a pizzeria. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, Tristan and Charlie. You win a wonky weekend away to Italy to set up your own pizzeria. Hooray. But in a crazy twist, you've inherited it from the band uncle. <laughs> That's going to be very maudlin and trip hoppy, isn't it? I'm not sure. So I look forward to visiting your maudlin trip hop pizzeria. (laughs) And well done, uh, Tristan and Charlie. You are this week's winners. Thanks, Charlie. That's all right. (laughs) See you in Italy. (laughs) Definitely. So get out your protractors, kids. It's time to go on the wonk. So thank you very much to our contestants, Tristan and Jason. Uh, you can check out Jason's podcast, The Milk Bar, where? Search for The Milk Bar on iTunes or www.themilkbarpodcast.com. And Tristan is on tour with Dreamboats and Petticoats all up and down the country. The details are on my website, tristanpay.co.uk. Uh, I'm also writing a blog uh, every two weeks, a theatre blog. Um, it's uh, a youngertheatre.co.uk, so check that out. Thank you very much. And that's it for this week's On The Wonk. So that was Flat29's Big Book of Everything, Chapter 37 on Work. Now, this chapter has been the penultimate podcast in our Volume 2 of our Big Book of Everything, which means that next chapter is going to be the final chapter in this uh, series of the podcast. Um, we'll have a little bit of a break over the summer and then and then come back towards the end of the year. So what better opportunity than in our final episode of this volume to get involved with our quiz show in progress on The Wonk? If you would like to be a contestant on On The Wonk, just send us an email to podcast at flat29.com and tell us in 20 words or less why you are on The Wonk. And uh, you could be a contestant on next week's On The Wonk. But we will see you in two weeks' time for our final chapter of Volume 2 of Flat 29's Big Book of Everything. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Flat 29's Big Book of Everything. Another topic down, a millions to go. We've got 
ever thought in enormous detail There's nothing else you could possibly want to know Okay, well, what would be the quickest way if I said you need to be out of your job within 20 minutes' time? How SMS? Would you... <laughs> or MMS? I didn't just mean the medium. Uh... <laughs> I know the longest way, Dan. Yeah, go on. You could, um, you could do a magic eye that says, <laughs> I, I, that says I quit. But it's like the long, it's like the longest <laughs> resignation letter ever. They have to stare at it for five minutes before it makes sense. Like for a while, the boss is like, "Oh, this is nice. He's got me a magic eye." And then, like, Quite by the time though. by the time you've left, he's exhausted. <laughs> yeah, and then he finds out once yeah. you've gone, so there's yeah. no embarrassment. That's nice. That is nice. And it's, a it's a win-win situation because you've one because you've quit and he's one because he's done a magic eye <laughs> and it was fun wasn't it he gets the accomplishment of having completed one well he's lost an employee but he's gained a magic, magic eye <laughs>